Amen. Lord, I just pray as well that these testimonies that we give out um, today, they come from the heart. I pray that we help mm. and we um, inspire someone maybe who may be struggling to speak to you or feel you, Lord. I pray that we are able to touch upon someone who maybe is really struggling in terms of their faith mm. or maybe someone who just they just don't really know what to say or how to feel really with their relationship with you lord but i pray after listening to our episode it gets stronger and i just pray as well that this is a good episode because it's our final episode of the season and i thank you for bringing us so far in our journey Welcome back guys. So today as you can tell from the intro it's going to be a bit of a different um, episode today and we wanted to dedicate the last episode of this season to just our own personal testimonies and you can Mm -hmm. find out about our truth, his word our truth. (laughs) Yeah. um, I just pray that you know you will be impacted in some way whether it you relate to the stuff that we talk about or it kind of just makes you realize that you know you're not in this alone and we all struggle with the same things and God will bring us through every single thing that we're struggling with um so let's just get started I have decided for us guys to do a random wheel generator so we're all no. gonna take turns <laughs> in our experiences and then I'm just gonna press the thing and then we'll see who starts so okay. you guys oh, ready wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are you ready okay right i've got to spin it now it's spinning cool. i'll let you know when it lands I'm not you. <laughs> <laughs> it's landed on simone oh, again. Okay. no i've screamed I want it again. I want it again because i thought you spun it the first time and it landed no this is the first no. time i spun it <laughs> yikes well are you all right with that I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> You'll okay. be fine, sis. You'll be fine. Oh, all right. So, yeah, honestly, yeah, just speak, like, from when, before you started the, your relationship with Christ, everything. Mm. We just want to know about it all. Okay, okay. So, where do I start? Um, okay, life before Christ. The thing is, I grew up going to church, so there wasn't mm. really any life that I remember before Christ Mm. um like those anybody who's listening who knows I went to my church when I was younger like we're we're a whole community of us we all grew up together like even inside of the church outside of the church um yeah church was just part of life it wasn't even something that I really you know questioned like that um mm, and a lot of people are still my close friends now so that's you know really good um, did you have any like church friends at school or was it just mainly at your church? Yeah, um, at primary school, I, you know, you had the odd Christian friend here and there. Um, at secondary school, 
some of my friends from my old church were there with me so it was nice and it was like a church of england school so Mm. we had chapel every two weeks but you know when just because the school is like a catholic school or a christian school doesn't mean that everything going on there is actually christian so i went to a private school so people had money please i went on scholarships i know it should come for my neck but um (laughs) you know people had money so um all sorts was going on that's what mm. I can say all sorts wow. was going on so I was even though it was a Christian school I was not necessarily in a Christian environment yeah um, but luckily I had things like I had a leadership program called Young Lions um, which I went on I did the first two years I'm yet to do the third which is like the graduation one still which is very mad mm. um but yeah um, it was like a leadership thing it was really good because you know like you guys probably relate to when you go away for these camps and you know you get really excited and then Mm. you learn stuff about God and then you go back so I went back like that week and I was like yeah guys we need to start changing the way we live we need to Mm. do this we need to do this we need to do that and even some of my Christian friends are looking at me like like she needs to relax a little bit still and I was Mm. like oh how can my sisters and brothers in Christ not be Mm. you know and then it comes Oh, sorry. Yeah, also, yeah. I was going to ask as well, you know, um, you were talking about like in school and stuff. Did your non-Christian friends ever like question your faith? <laughs> oh, yeah. I had a lot of friends. Um, I had a lot of friends that questioned my faith. They were like, you know, why would you still? And that's one thing that scared me. One thing that scares me is ever having to debate on my religion or mm. speak about God like that. It just it just terrifies me. I can't explain why, but um, it just. It's, yeah, it's a very big responsibility. Very. So I, I, you know, I'm just like. But um, I always, you know, stayed with it. There were certain things I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. And like people could tell that I was a Christian just by my actions. So I was like, mm. yeah, you know, it's it's weird and it's different. But um, did you ever like different. have like quiet time with God or was it mainly like you just went to church? And that was um, it? Yeah, it was main. It was mainly that really like my relationship with, with God didn't really um extend past me attending church or um me doing bible study with my family like I didn't really seek out God for myself except in spaces like the young lions thing and then another camp I went on new day um Mm. a few people have heard of it similar to like new wine and all these kind of things um I'd be on fire for God because it was just me essentially obviously I was with my friends the opportunity the choice to actually connect with God at those events is up to you as the individual so yeah I did have that then so yeah what kind of position did God have in your life then so was it kind of like you included him in every single decision or it was like when you needed something he was there like how was God in your life like in terms of your relationship with him um to be honest um I feel like I did have a personal relationship with God but it wasn't really something that I like spent time growing and cultivating and all that kind of stuff like mm. when I went off for these things and I was really really close to God I was like okay great or when something good was happening I'll be like oh thanks God or you know when exams are coming and you're like please 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 you know them once mm, they yeah. and all of them kind of thing <laughs> so like I knew <laughs> I knew God and I knew when to seek him out but I wasn't seeking him out on a regular basis there were like times when I would you know lean towards him more um mm. So yeah, but I I've, I feel like I've always had a basic understanding of who God is, even if I haven't been super duper close with him. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, like as well, obviously growing up, like like you said, you weren't like super close. Did you prefer like worldly things and do you feel like you're more like quote unquote in the world than out of it? 
Oh, see, this is a weird one Girl. to me because um, <laughs> I I wouldn't say I'm any... Okay, actually, you know, when I was younger, my parents kind of kept me away from um, secular music um, and just a lot of things that, like, there would be loads of things that people in my school would be talking about and I'd be like, what's this, what's that? Like, I didn't watch Love mm. Island. I didn't know about the celebrities doing this and this person's doing that. Like, I just, because I hadn't grown up around it, I didn't have any desire for it. Um, mm. And I guess now I'm a bit more into it, like coming to uni. Like you guys know, I've, I think I've spoken on the podcast before about watching Love Island and not watching it anymore um, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Um, but in terms of secular music, because I wasn't allowed to listen to it before, now I've gone on mm. drive. Like, it's not like I don't listen to gospel <laughs> music at all, but me and secular music, I listen to it a lot. Like yeah, yeah. Like there are so there are a lot of things I don't do without listening to music. Like if, if I'm hanging out the clothes, music. If I'm doing this, music or showering, music. Like I, music has become almost a crutch. Yikes! <laughs> but, um, it's okay. Oh, wow. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. In terms of worldly things, yeah. I mean, I do feel like I'm uh more in the world in general, but ironically, I'm also closer to God god than when i was younger like mm. i include god in a lot more things now i'm thinking about him more often i'm like okay have i done this today i'm basically just more mindful of him mm. which is very it's very weird to have those two things going on at the same time but yeah 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 do you feel like you had to kind of because like you were saying that your dad like limited you in terms of like sorry not your dad your parents like limited you in terms of like what you could listen to and stuff do you felt like you had to kind of almost serve God because you had to not because you wanted to oh that's a very interesting question um mm. no I actually genuinely enjoyed like being like ha- listening to all the gospel music and do it like watching Veggie Tales and all of that like as much as mm. it was something that my parents put me on um mm-hmm. I was still watching Disney like any other kid you know all of these kind of things that there were some things that I had that were quote unquote you know like normal and yeah no like I, I genuinely enjoyed them like some of the songs I still remember now and I still like them um mm. but obviously like going to school and people be like oh do you know this song do you know that song you go to a school disco and people are singing stuff and I'm like oh I, I don't know that and then it makes you want to like do know it, more yeah. And, yeah, yeah and catch yeah. up basically which is what yeah. I've been trying to play and still kind of do um but no I, gen- I genuinely enjoyed the things that um surrounded me then Mm, but it didn't it didn't make me feel like I had to act any certain way in terms of like being towards because those things were like naturally a part of me um growing up was there any kind of like lies or like myths about like the god in the bible that you kind of thought of and then growing up you kind of had to diminish it kind of thing for example, Ooh. like, I don't know, you believe the lie that, like, the devil had more power than you or something like that? Um, I think one of the things that I believed about God wasn't true is that, like, he's always watching me and scrutinising my every move and he's ready, ready, waiting for me to mess up. And that's not mm. what he's like. like. He's so loving. He doesn't sit and just wait for you to mess up. He's mm. more of somebody who like watches over us and supervises and like wants to correct us where we go wrong and help us. Yeah. So that's one thing I used to think. Um another lie that I used to believe was like how like basically soul ties and like the context that they're using in the sense that like um 
I don't know, like I feel like a lot of churches, and we've spoken about this before, um, try and use them to like scare people out of having premarital sex where we don't actually like people don't people don't speak about them in the right context they're just as important in friendships and other stuff like that so basically yeah the importance of forming good friendships um another big 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 thing um i have spoken about before and this was a personal one was excluding myself so like where the bible Mm. will talk about the righteous people versus the evil i'll Mm. be like well who's God talking about because I'm not the righteous and then one of my friends during a bible study um was like oh yeah like right like the righteous people like us and I was like huh what's that and very anyway, this bible mm. study was what like a few months ago I was just like what mm. do you mean we're the righteous people and they were like yeah and I was like I've never read the bible thinking that that refers to me I've always thought that mm. God is talking about these other people and that's just yeah. not true so I think that's the yeah I think that's one of the biggest one. And the final one, um, I don't know, quite similar to what I said before, that God basically like holds my sins against me. And he doesn't do that. I know he doesn't do that. Yeah. But I was just like, you know, I've done this, I've done that. How can God just let it go? And, you know, stuff like mm. that. So, yeah. 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 Wow. Do you think you had um, any, like, even fears that you had that you realised that that's not even, like, a fear that I should have? So, for example, some people have fears about, like, going to hell and stuff. Like, was that mm. ever a fear for you? Oh. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm, I'm just, like, everything is coming back to me now. Um, mm. I used to be very scared of going to hell. I was, like, I'd literally just look um. at myself and, like, evaluate at the end of the day or at the middle of the day and be, like, if God came today... Hmm. Ciao. <laughs> I just looked at myself I was like yikes um and my response to that has kind of been learning that God is not the kind of God who wants to tally up all my sins and you know mm-hmm. hold them against me but it's also reminded me to have a repentant heart and to repent every night before I go to bed as well like there are so many sins that we commit in ignorance so just like to continually be like you know God I repent like renew me, fix me, that kind of thing. Because I feel like that's the best thing you could do at the end of the day. Um, Obviously being mindful of what you do, but yeah. Have you ever felt scared to share your faith or like evangelise, whether that be now or growing up and stuff? Um, Yeah, sometimes in school, um, when people were talking about stuff, I was just like, leave me out of it. Sometimes I, I used to run away from those conversations. Not that I would be afraid for people to know what my faith was, but I was just like yeah mm -mm. like I just um Mm. I don't know I've not been ashamed of it I was just like I'm not trying to show it either it was just kind of a Mm, neutral kind of thing it's just the fear of being judged yeah basically because the people come and be Mm. asking me all these questions oh so what do you think about this and what's your view on this and what's your this on this and and in in any case that's a good thing like I get to educate people and Mm. at least like let them see my side of life and how I'm living it like my life with Jesus which is a good thing but back then Mm. I was just like ill confrontation no don't do that yeah yeah yeah. like I swear it's a fit in I mean it was easier to fit in and stand out oh 100% but obviously God has called us to be lights of the world like we're meant to stand out so this is my thinking was so mad back then Fam, you know when you think back and you're like, whoa. Yeah, like, what? So do you think you had, like, a defining moment then about, like, okay, now I want to follow, like, what is it that made you not just be a Christian but actually, like, live your life for God? And even though you might not think you do it as well as you think you do, you obviously are through this podcast, through, like, actually wanting to go to church and stuff. So what what was your motivation behind that? (sighs) 
one is really hard. I think it definitely came about like me actually being serious about God was like maybe first year of uni. And I say that not because God wasn't in my life before, but I was like, yeah, like I actually want to live life for God. I don't remember the exact, mo- oh, maybe it was the imprint thing that we had summer first year. Mm. Yeah, it might have been that. I think you remember the night like where we were in, I can't remember the building we were in, but you know those nights when the Holy Spirit is just overflowing and flooding mm, everybody. Yeah. And I was like, nah, like God is working in my life. I need to work with him, not just, mm. you know, sit here and be here. Just be there. Um, exactly, yeah. And ever since then, I think like I've been a lot more intentional. Yeah, like I backslide a lot and I don't always remember to spend time with God. But I think like God is always on my mind now. Like even when I'm doing the wrong thing, I'm like, hmm. Like I actually care what God would think about it. Whereas before I was just living my life. But now I'm like, okay, what does God say about what I'm doing? And I actually care more and I'm noticing myself like include God more. So I'd say that's the moment. I feel like I still need to get to the point where I'm fully committed to living my life with Jesus. And that doesn't mean not messing up because that's not what it is. Mm -hmm. But there are certain Mm -hmm. things in my life I need to be like, okay, if Christ is going to be in me, these other things also can't be a part of my life. So yeah, I'm getting mm, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's really lovely. Well, that was nice. I think we have to stop it there. Yeah, that's fine because obviously yeah. you guys need yeah. to do this. Yeah. So that was Simone's very very brief testimony because obviously there's been so much that has happened in our 20 years of living. I don't mm, think we could exactly. actually go through all of it. <laughs> but yeah, we even have the questions to answer at the end. But yeah, thank you, Simone. It was so nice though. All right, guys. right. So I'm spinning the wheel generator. Oh my gosh, my heart. So it's you, Chantel, heart. and me. <clears throat> right. If it lands on Chantel, I'll actually scream. Why Let's would you scream in. if it's me? <laughs> because you should see, I bet she wants to go last. Oh, it's me. I'm going. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm next. Okay. So Chantel is going to be last. This is crazy. Okay. Oh, this is good. I didn't think about the biggest. <laughs> See, I told you to go on. I was so focused. Mine's quite a story time type of thing. Oh, we're it's fine. So just interject when you want to interject. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. I'll just talk for England. Yeah, same. Mine is kind of like that too. Okay. So Chizzy, your testimony. (laughs) The floor is yours. All right. So, like Simone, I grew up in a church environment. So, like, I was just kind of in church all the time till I was about sixteen. I stayed in the same church. So like I just went to Sunday school, you know, normal stuff, learning all the the um, stories as you do. Um, and I think during that time, obviously it's only primary school, so I couldn't really remember, but I think it was just, you know, when it's like, be good and don't do bad things. And that's literally all I kind yeah, of knew. Yeah, it was <laughs> really just like that, black and white. Yeah, literally just very black and white. And then obviously secondary school started and... I don't think any of my friends in secondary school were Christian at all. Like the only Christians that I interacted with were from church. And it's like, or like if they were, it was like, you know when people say like Church of England, but it's like, it's the title, but God is not in their life. Yeah, exactly. But to be honest, that was me. I would say that I was a Christian, but I don't think God was in my life really. I think, um, yeah, I think because I didn't have any Christian friends, I just wasn't really like into God like that. Mm. If that makes sense. Like, I think my main thing was just avoid hell, enjoy my worldly things and just, you know, live life. basically. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't a, a wild child, though, because I think mm. like just having the parents that I did, they raised me, you know, to be correct and stuff like that. So even though like 
I had the mentality that I just wanted to do what I want. I didn't really go wild out like that kind mm. of thing. Um, but yeah, I think I knew like God was good and stuff. And without him, I wouldn't have the things that I have and things like that. But like, it wasn't, I don't know, I kind of saw him as a genie. And like, if I needed something, then he was yeah. my person to like rub the genie and like, he'll, he'll get, get me what, what I want, basically. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, so yeah, I think what actually kind of happened that really distorted how I saw God was I used to go to my cousin's church a lot for the summer, like I'd visit her a lot. And we'd have these church conventions and like, like <laughs> that church, it was just very like law based and very scary. Basically Ooh. it was very like, Jesus is coming. Was this when you were like a teenager? Like when you'd, um, it was like, I was like 12, 13. So like oh, pre teeny okay. type. So yeah. yeah, like they were very like, you know, Jesus is coming soon. You need to do this. Mm. Hell is real. Mm. The rapture. Wow. Like, very, okay. Like, I have a question. Like scary. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think um obviously that's a that quite formative years, 12, 13 to be hearing that kind of stuff. Mm. Do you think that's affected the way you see God now or it's a very different um, or even affected in the past? Like, yeah, yeah, I think I think not now because I've learned but before a hundred percent. Like I had a crippling fear of like rapture or stuff like you know twenty twelve when they had that wow. film. Of no. like, then the world. What, 2012? Worst, yeah, <laughs> worst timing because I was 12. Worst oh. timing because that was during the time I used to go to that church. Oh no. The worst time. I honestly, I remember I was like to my mum, I was like, mum, I'm not going to go to heaven. Like, if the world ends, I'm not going to go. Oh wow. I was That's just horrible. Fam, it was yeah, really, really bad. Like, I just always thought that I'm not good enough. Like, God still sees me as like a like a dirty sinner, all this stuff. And like I'm gonna have to constantly keep proving myself to God that I'm worthy to go to heaven. Um, yeah, so it just kind of um instilled kind of like my fear of God. And the annoying thing is, is because learning that after after a while, that God's standard is perfection, and we're never ever gonna reach that. And that's the reason why we're saved in the first place because if it was by our works mm. child <laughs> none of us are going up there <laughs> so um but so at the time I didn't know that and it became a thing where it's like okay I know I keep sinning every time I try it's not working so I'm just gonna do what I want basically because if I'm not gonna get right with God I might as well not get right with God in the way that yes, I want to I remember that yeah. Fab. <laughs> but I don't know I think I was honestly blessed enough to have the parents to raise me in the right way because even in my wild face it wasn't wild it was just like you know have a smell of ice here and there screaming (laughs) (laughs) do you know what I mean like it wasn't deep so yeah I think that was kind of my yeah that was my secondary school experience so um sixth form my relationship with God was slightly better because I was like okay maybe let me try God let me let me see what's going on um and my (laughs) I moved school so this time I actually had Christian friends this time I had people so I think it was a lot better I joined a church but I think during this time still I kind of felt like um I still needed to kind of work to get God to approve of me kind of thing like I still needed to kind of prove myself um so I joined like the kids team I joined like the youth worship team but it was kind of just like I was doing it not because I wanted to but I was just like okay this is giving me brownie points basically to kind of you know to like me or honestly but always uh, obviously we'll have actually an episode about it but during that time I just experienced like quite a bit of church hurt and I just 
because I think I just reflected what I thought church was going to be what God is like kind of thing. And when mm-hmm. um, things happened in that church that just kind of affected me, it definitely affected my relationship with God because it was like, you know, this church wasn't doing me right. So maybe mm. that's what God thinks of me. Oh, child. <laughs> yeah no it was it was it was mad but no it's, it's you know it's all for the glory of god at the end so yeah i had to it affects my relationship so it was kind of thing like i still wanted to kind of be in the world but like i wanted to know god it was like you know that kind of lukewarm type of phase mm-hmm. that like mm-hmm. yeah everyone has so um i think year 13 it kind of helped a bit more because getting into uni you kind of really need to rely on god because like exams a levels everyone knows that it's super super hard Mm -hmm. so during that time i think spending time with god it helped me in terms of like um with my anxiety for exams and stuff like that because i kind of had to lean on him because i didn't know how else i was going to get into uni type of thing Mm -hmm. so i think and especially going through like in my life like with my family like i knew that god was a faithful god and that at this time i kind of saw god more positively because i was actually taking time to know god for myself Mm. so i think that helped but I think the only thing that was still limiting me was that I still I still felt like I needed to do something to kind of confirm my like salvation and confirm that God still loves me. Like it was so mad. Like I was knowing more about God, but I was still like, oh, I'm still not good enough. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So yeah, I think that was kind of it. Coming to uni, obviously. <laughs> at uni everyone has their little it wasn't even that much of a phase it was just kind of like you're experiencing uni you're experimenting things and I wasn't really trying to get into church like that like I wanted to go to a church but it was kind of like oh I just want to live like uni. and you know that Mm -hmm. thing where it's like oh freedom yeah yeah and you know when it's like oh I want to like enjoy my youthful years and then after I'll be saved and then you know settle down yeah (laughs) (laughs) no don't kill me no, it's like you know and it's like oh I want to enjoy my youth and then after because God still loves me so let me just Ex- exactly yeah, I was like well God still loves me God will still forgive me like it's all good um so yeah that wasn't that wasn't that didn't work out um because I like I think January time I was just like you know I'm still enjoying life I still have these great friends and all that stuff but I just wasn't like quite satisfied and I knew that I needed to kind of get back into church because that's what I was used to community is very very important when it comes to like growing your relationship with God because if it wasn't for that and even um all of us we used to go to like bible study in our accommodation oh yeah and like if they shout if they like she like really helped me with like getting back on it because I was just so like ugh, I didn't take things seriously and I think going to that made me like kind of you know wake up and be like okay Jesus stop messing about like you know, you know that this is like something that God has called you to do. Like, you know that you're supposed mm-hmm. to take your faith seriously. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened. So then still that, I just had all of that going on and I went to church and it was good. And I experienced God's love in like so many ways. And I tried to apply what I was listening to in church to obviously real life, which was what I like, I was actually living, you know, my faith for the first mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. But regardless of all that, I still didn't think I was doing enough. I still felt like <laughs> I could, this is until recently because, because I don't even do what you do and I feel like that's so no honestly I just still felt but um so I remember I was speaking to my friend and she helped me so 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 much and I think I just wanted to share that because this is for anyone that may be feeling the way that I used to feel um and honestly this will break you free like honestly and I think for um I think it was the fact that 
you cannot lose your salvation. I think when that I was heard, I was like, what? Mm. Like, surely, like, if I kept, you know, sinning and things like that, like, God is eventually going to get rid of me. But I think it was me learning that, you know, salvation is a gift. So you never earned it in the first place. So how can you lose it kind of thing? And it's literally Ephesians 2, 8 says, for by grace, you've been saved through faith. And it's literally, that's it, through faith. That's it. All you've got to do is believe and God sees you as righteous. Wow. And I think because, <laughs> because I didn't deep it, I was like, no, there must be a reason. Like I had there has to be doing something because all my life I've been taught, you know, hell is coming soon, rapture's coming soon, you need to prepare yourself. And of course you do, but it was like I was doing it because I I, I thought that I was gonna lose my space in heaven. And it's like that was God didn't God isn't that doing was never that. Gonna happen. It just shows exactly. how much we overthink. And the thing is that, like, you know, obviously people are saying, Oh, but what about the Ten Commandments and stuff? Like, does that mean it's void? And I found this verse where it said, Jesus said, I didn't come to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. And the way he fulfilled it was him going on the cross. And it's like, whether you sin in the past, in the present, or even all the futures that you have, they're all forgiven. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. Like I said, there's nothing you can do to to gain your salvation so there's nothing you can do to lose as long as you believe that's Mm -hmm. it and I think I remember I'll post the sermon about it and I was actually like wow like I cried so much August 18th 2019 I even remember the date I (laughs) cried because I was actually like there's nothing I can do for God to stop loving me there's nothing I can do to lose my place in heaven apart from believe like what (laughs) <laughs> no, my hard. mind is my Large. mind is actually it's not making sense. No, wow. I'll literally link all the verses that kind of relate to it. So yeah, I think sorry, I've been talking a lot, but that is mind. basically my, my main that. testimony. And obviously I'm still growing, like I'm still learning new things, I'm still like improving. I still make mistakes, don't get it wrong. Like I still fall mm-hmm. into temptation, like even and don't even feel guilty for that, because like you said in the temptation thing, Jesus fell into temptation. So, um, uh, yeah, I think that's my main testimony. And, yeah, I'm just grateful to God. <sighs> wow. <laughs> thank Beautiful. you. Honestly, thank you for that. that my, mind, my mind has just exploded. Yeah, wow. I love crazy. revelations. It's just crazy. I know. How we think like, as Christians. Yeah. And I think definitely growing up and in a way, they kind of bring all these laws so that we can actually grow to be good people. And I think that's why in Sunday school, they're always very like, you know, you need to be good and stuff like that. But you don't realize that like God has given us a gift. Like there was nothing we could do to deserve it. That's why grace is unmerited favor. You didn't earn it. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's not a license to sin, of course. But I think knowing knowing your identity in Christ and knowing how much God loves you, like you wouldn't not want to serve him kind of thing. So literally, yeah. it's just, oh my gosh, that's the verse you were talking about. I was literally thinking of the verse, not mm. by works, but by grace. Yeah, definitely. It's now, wow. So yeah, it, it freed is. me, man. But we got our last one. Chantel. Oh. Oh. Right. Um, oh, I'm nervous. But anyway, um, so like you guys as well, I grew up, obviously, and I grew up in a Christian household. So I went to church as a young child, um, Sunday school, every Sunday, well, most Sundays. Um, my parents as well, both were Protestant. So they were both very into They've always been into their faith. So mm-hmm. my dad, especially, he's a really like my mom's a strong Christian as well, but my dad's a very strong Christian. Like mm. he will pray every night, 
sit down, pray, wow. read the words. Like he's very strong. Like I always look at him and think, oh. like even now I want to still be like him sort of thing oh. when it comes to his faith. Wow. But yeah, as a child, I'd always watch him. I would always have examples like role models of people that were very into their faith. But I don't think I was really a strong Christian. Like I identified as a Christian. Like if anybody asks, mm. I would say, yeah, I am a Christian. Mm. And I went to a um, Catholic school. So the majority of my friends, I probably had like maybe one friend apart from when I joined sixth form mm. that wasn't Christian. We were all Christians. Mm. So it wasn't really a thing where I had to identify myself as Christian to them it was more when I wasn't in school I would tell people I'm a Christian Mm -hmm. so because everyone in school sort of had the same I guess mentality we all thought God existed we all thought he was real I feel like I didn't really it's weird to say but because of that I didn't really practice my religion as much Mm. because I think because I was surrounded by so many people that were Christian. I went to a Catholic school. We had so many services and we used to pray before every lesson. Mm. I felt like so bad, but I felt like I was doing what I needed to do as a Christian. Yeah. I didn't really need to do more. Because <laughs> yeah, I go to a Catholic school, I do all of this. Yeah. But yeah, I just wasn't really invested. Like I would pray, like what Chizzy said, I would see God as like a genie. So whenever I really <laughs> wanted something, that's when I would pray to him. Or I would be like, oh yeah, if I'm going through something difficult, I'd pray and say, oh God, like please yeah. like, help me pass this exam. Or um, like it's ridiculous like oh I haven't revised but god I know you'll get me through the exam uh, two days before the exam Classic. literally two days and it was always maths as well let me not even get into it but yeah like I would always like it just wasn't serious yeah and I would say it was like that for me for quite a while to be honest I think my first experience of god proper experience where I actually had like sort of like a spiritual awakening was when I was 16 um I went to a Christian camp with quite a few of my church it was a uh, my church that took us and Mm. a few of my friends we all went and I remember at first I was really apprehensive because it was just like I didn't really know what to expect from a Christian camp like I even remember saying it to my friends like oh my gosh like I'm going to a Christian camp did you think I was gonna be bare cringe yeah not gonna lie I did like I was just like why (laughs) because I remember my mom saying no you should go and it was just it just wasn't something if I'm honest that I wanted to do yeah I didn't really want to go but um because I had friends going I just decided you know what like it probably will be fun Mm. and when I got there it was just such an amazing experience that we were there for about Mm. I think I was there for four days five days and we'd always have these meetings like massive meetings in this massive um I I won't call it a room, more like a hall. It was so big, like where they hold like big, you know, like um, on YouTube videos, like Elevation Church, all these big churches, they have like massive, yeah, it was massive. And there was so many of us just singing together, just teenagers and adults and stuff. It was amazing. Like the first time um, that we went to a meeting, I remember I had like goosebumps because I was just so, it's just so weird because you know that, yeah, you should. I would I would definitely advise it. Yeah. You know when you know, like, obviously, um, 
there are a lot of Christians, but it's just so amazing to see literally thousands of us yeah. in the same room yes. singing wow. and stuff. It was yes, crazy. Oh my gosh. Even nah, nostalgia. Was, no, for real. You've got to meet so many people and um just so many different like pastors and just speakers came and spoke to us about so many relatable things. Mm. So like um that teenagers go through. So maybe anxiety or comparison, like you're always comparing yourself to other people. And I remember like I even I think it was the day before we left we had a massive meeting it's so weird because I can't I don't think this meeting was um about a particular topic I think it was just a service Mm. but towards the end of the service the pastor um asked us if we wanted like any prayers basically to come to the front and I would have never done that ever but I actually did and I remember I cried like I remember crying it was just so weird like I wasn't upset or anything but I cried you know how they say sometimes you like you know they have different people have different ways of expressing like, like the Holy their, Spirit and all yeah, that. Yeah, like when they get, yeah. feel the Holy Spirit. I think that was my way. And it was just such a weird feeling. Like, I can't explain it. Wow. But yeah, that was definitely my first experience and encounter with God. And yeah. I remember for maybe a month or a few weeks after, I was like, yeah, like, that was so amazing. I'm not going to turn <laughs> back. And then... <laughs> Fam. And then... It was like, that never really time. happened, really. Like, it was just <laughs> a bit like... Did that even happen? But no, it's just, yeah. So I would say after that, there was a bit of a pause again. Um, Sixth form, obviously A-levels was really tough. I would pray a lot more than I I guess I would normally do Mm. at the time, um, just for support. And I also felt like he was there, um, you know, times where you wanted to revise you couldn't focus things like that I would always lean Mm. on to God but I would say that that again was an example of me leaning on to him when things are tough Mm. I wasn't really reading the word it was more for my own benefit so I feel like Mm -hmm. it wasn't until uni where I really started to build a relationship with God Mm. and even then like what Ichizi said at first I just kind of wanted to live my life like I remember I would come home for Christmas my parents would say to me oh have we still not found a church and I'm like yeah I'm looking I know I wasn't looking (laughs) I wasn't looking for a church I'm just gonna be (laughs) honest I wasn't it was just the thing where it kind of disappeared for a few months and then I think January or February after Christmas in my first year I just felt a bit empty sort of a bit disappointed in myself because I thought no I really should find a church and just start praying more like like how Mm. I used to at home like even though I wasn't as into my faith I used to really enjoy going to church all the time with my parents also I used to love going to the services that we even had in school like Christmas um services I didn't like the fact that I had lost that yeah by going to uni so I remember even finding a church oh it was so difficult for me to find one which I felt like I could really relate to or reminded me of home that was the main thing I wanted I didn't want a church that I didn't feel like I could relate to. I, f- I didn't want a church that was out of my comfort zone, basically. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I had a lot of like, it was just long, really. Long. And then I eventually found a church that I was going to and going to, and it was good. And it did remind me of home as well. And I would say that it was when my 
relationship with God changed. I didn't just see him as someone that could magically make my life better when I needed him. It was more like I would actually have, I guess, conversations with God and pray to him. And I actually did start to read the word. But then again, second year came. I guess my relationship with God was a lot stronger. And it definitely, I didn't just abandon my relationship with God like I did in first year. Mm. But I'd say, I guess when, for me, when I get piled up with work, I think I forget that Mm. I've got God. And then I forget about learning the word because I'm just so stressed about other things. So when I had assignments and essays and stuff, I would they, they would, I guess, take over my life and not my relationship with God. Mm. And I actually feel like lockdown helped me a lot with my building my faith um, That's really up again good. with Christ. Um, there was a YouTube video that I watched, Adrian Bailon. I don't know if you know her, oh, but she's married the, to Israel. Yeah, yeah, but she's married to Israel Houghton. Oh, yeah, and yeah. she, I think... I may have watched this just before, may have watched her video just before lockdown or during lockdown, but she um, she released a video talking about her journey with God and how she began to build it again. Cause she, uh, she as well, she came from a Christian household and watching the video, she introduced me to an app um, called First 15, which I now use, which is like a Bible app that I try to um, read every morning that gives me scriptures and gives me, I guess, long sermons that I can read and um, relate to about so many different topics that we can relate to. So maybe forgiveness, judgment, just so many things that we as humans, you know, go through. Mm. And it just helped a lot reading those things in the morning and just feeling like I was building my relationship with God again. And I think because we were in lockdown as well, especially March, April, I didn't really have distractions. Mm. So it really helped me just dedicating those like 15 minutes or And then obviously after it would progress. But at first building those 15 minutes and just speaking to him and just really learning things that I wasn't really learning before. And now that I'm older as well, I think my interest in God has grown. Like it wasn't just a thing where my parents forced me to church. That's why I was attending. Now I actually wanted to know (laughs) him for myself. Mm. And yeah, I would say lockdown has really allowed me to just even discover so many different preachers like I really like Elevation Church videos Mm -hmm. and sermons now I watch them quite a lot um if I feel like oh there's something that I want to learn more about or maybe this is just random but say I want to learn how to care more forgive more like you could just literally search it onto YouTube from a Christian perspective and yeah so many resources literally and I feel like that has taught me a lot and I definitely pray that that will continue (laughs) um also bible studies as well like I've started to become more open with bible studies and yeah I just feel like as I've gotten older I start I've started to see him as someone that I can confide in rather than someone that I just pray to when I want something and he's yeah. more like a friend when I was younger as well I forgot to mention but oh I used to be kind of scared of God as well like yeah <laughs> I used to be quite scared of him because the way um he was described to me I guess was that I don't know I used to see him sort of like a 
like a puppet like a puppeteer like if I don't do what he wants it's bad like I would pray so much for forgiveness especially when I was younger yeah oh my gosh I've done this I'm actually gonna go to hell like it's over yeah game (laughs) over basically like (laughs) I know for real though I used to I used to think oh my gosh like I've done this he's not gonna forgive me which was so wrong because he forgives everything but now I know that, but yeah, before I didn't, yeah. I would say that my journey has just been me getting to know him on a deeper level rather than just saying I'm a Christian, but not mm. really following mm. it through. Now I'm still growing, guys, by the way. I'm still, no, we all I'm are, still man. very, you know, yeah. I'm still in the early <laughs> stages, but... Yeah, I just hope and pray that it continues, really. I'm still on Amen. my own. Amen. That but was yeah. lovely, man. Thank you, Chantal. Wow. Do oh, you know what's crazy. mad? Like, listening to you guys' testimonies and how much we relate to each other that I didn't even know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. And we're friends. Like, yeah. we're all friends. Yeah, we didn't know any of this, by the way, guys. Yeah. Like, it's just really impromptu. Yeah, so anyway, guys, we wanted to also include you in the episode somehow. Mm. So we um, created an Insta story, and thank you so much for um, the pe- thank you so much yeah, to the people that you, you know thank gave you. in their questions. We really appreciate it. Mm. So our first question was: How do you get the urge to get up every day despite what your outward emotions are like? Oh, right. So for me, um, not so much in the past year because you guys know that but as of recently like um in not lockdown anymore but basically like you know just being at home um Mm -hmm. I've set myself like um a certain number of goals I have to do every day um and like I've had people to remind me and stuff like that so what I do is like when I wake up I'm like okay you have to do this today so the day, the times I'm like, I don't feel like getting up. I'm like, no, 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 no. You have X, Y, Z to do. So that's one of my things. Um, and then another thing, I'm just like, okay, God doesn't act on emotions. If God decided to act on emotions, we'd all be finished. So let me just, you yeah, know, I'm just like, okay, there are things you don't like doing, but they just, they just have to be done. Objectively, you just have to do them. So yeah, and my parents help me as well. Like I said, yeah. So mm. it's, it's calm. Like I have, I have reason. Um, and even if I don't have motivation, because this is one thing I've learned, you can't always act on motivation. If you're going to wait to be motivated, you won't do a lot of things. In life. No, for real. It's so true. I'm just like, that yeah. Really <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, just do it. Mm. Do your thing. Mm -hmm. I'm similar to you I have to make recently I've started doing a to-do list as well Mm -hmm. so like ticking it off like and um also I think just remembering I know everyone says this but remember that every day honestly does have a purpose like even if you don't do a lot it somehow contributed to even just your mental health or just something it doesn't even matter if it's something small that you've done I would just say that just remember that every day really does count yeah (laughs) (laughs) no because I actually needed it because (laughs) even when you read the question I was like to be honest I do let my emotions control my day like I I was trying to you know I was gonna answer it in an advisory way but I think I I feel the need to be honest and it's like sometimes I just get up and if I'm feeling like sad that day, I will not do anything that day. Um, and I think it's, it's, I know what I'm doing as well. Like I know I'm letting my emotions control me. And I think it's definitely something that I need to pray about, but what you just said about like every day kind of counts and stuff like that. Um, I think, yeah, it's something that, yeah, I just needed to hear. That's why I was like, 
looking all doe eyed at Chantal. Yeah. No, honestly, yeah. Yeah. Honestly. yeah um, I just remembered another thing. Sorry, Chizzy. Um, I'm not. I don't have a job yet. Like, okay, I have a job on the side, but I'm not. I'm not um independent. As in, mm. I don't pay my own bills, I don't live in my own house. And until the day I get employed, there's always something I can be doing to work on my employability. So that's another reason why I get up in the morning. Wow. Until I'm living under my own roof, there's wake up. There's like, work to be I have done. To, <laughs> there's actually work to uh, be done. And that doesn't mean my uni course. Like, that means, um, am I going on LinkedIn? Am I, am I connected with people? Am I doing um stuff to help me with my interviews? All this kind of yeah. stuff. There's so much to do. And people think, just go to uni, leave, and I'll find a job. There are people who have first class that don't have job mm. and people with two twos that have jobs. Mm. So what's the difference between the two of them? They, some of them did stuff in their spare time. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like, I think even things that get often overlooked, like watching, it could be watching a documentary or reading, stuff like that. These things help broaden your vocab. Like, mm, yeah, you don't definitely. know what exactly you're doing that is building yourself mm-hmm. up for yeah. the next day. Yeah, yeah definitely. So, like, based on this question, since we're talking about all these kind of things, um, what do you guys think helps you to stay the most motivated and consistent? I'm guessing this is to do with, obviously, because today is our testimony episode. Yeah. So I'm going to answer it in that sense. Um, I think what helps me stay motivated is, I think I said it before, is just like community and having people that you can like confide in and stuff. And even if it's just, yeah, like having Christian friends or even a mentor and just being like, like this past week, I just haven't been feeling it. And I think even just like um, expressing your emotions to someone, it really helps. Um, And when they give you that advice back, it really helps you to stay motivated. And even actually relating to what Simone said before about if you just rely on motivation, like you're not going to get a lot of things done. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes there will be days where you're just going to have to discipline yourself to be in your words or do what you had planned to do, even though that day you didn't feel motivated to do it. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely say... um, I think staying motivated, it will only keep you for so long. So also learning how to like discipline yourself and being surrounded by people that can help you stay consistent as well. Oh, yeah. I'd also say for me, what has helped um, me to stay motivated um, is to see it almost as part of my routine, Mm. praying. And I'm trying like there's some days where I'm like, oh, you know, but I want it to be a thing where I pray or I at least read a bit or I speak to God as if like I want it to be as solid in my routine as literally brushing my teeth like Mm -hmm. but I'm not necessarily there yet but I guess that's a big thing if you make it such a solid part of your routine it will become easier also like what Chizzy said as well speaking to people that you just feel like are maybe on the same wavelength as you or people that will help encourage you um for me, especially like when I speak to my parents, it helps. So just someone that you feel like can just encourage you to continue on your journey and help you to stay motivated. Yeah. And also going on to Simone's point as well, there's going to be so many days where just regarding anything where you're just not going to feel motivated and it's just not going to come regardless of how much you want it to come. So we actually just have to force ourselves mm. and eventually, you know, yeah what helps me to say the most motivated and consistent i'm going to answer this in both a secular sense and a spiritual sense god is in everything but you know what i'm trying to say so basically um in terms of just general regular everyday life 
um my friends and family are a massive help like my parents always remind me of stuff they always keep me in check keep me on my toes like have you done this have you done that and sometimes nagging gets very annoying but I'm also very grateful to have them there you know reminding Mm. me of all of these things and keeping me in check as well um some things that I some things yeah I do is with one of my friends I'm always like okay this is the plan for today so he'll remind me he'll be like okay it's three o'clock you said you were going to do this have you done this and did it, have you done that I also have google reminders all of this kind of stuff but mm. it's also helpful to have someone there being like okay Keep I see you on hand. socials have you oh yeah have you done yeah. your work exactly because then you're like oh do I really have time to be on socials mm. and it's not a bad thing it just keeps you in check mm. um, yeah, yeah um another thing like just in terms of generally obviously in terms of god um what do I do I put myself in spaces because I know I'm not very good at remembering stuff sometimes I put myself in spaces where God is so like I have bible studies that I attend I have certain bible apps and all of those kind of things because I know okay like because I'm I'm an admin in like a Christian group chat and I know that we have to have meetings every Monday at seven and then we have bible study um Tuesdays at eight and prayer Thursdays at eight so I have a regular schedule where God is involved in at least three days of my week Mm. um Plus one of my friends, shout out to Toby um, and the Bible Jockeys. Um, he has a Bible study that he leads every week on Wednesday. Um, but yeah, my main point is just put yourself in spaces. So because of that schedule, God is involved in at least four days of my week by default, even if I forget to do anything the other three days of the week. So mm-hmm. that's the kind of thing. Building close relationships like intentionally with believers. And obviously that doesn't mean go out and try and make every single believer your best friend because that's not real life and realistic but people who you see gravitate towards and also have relationships with god and those are the kind of relationships that you should try and capitalize on um that kind of stuff um yeah and try and remember like to if you're the kind of person that does reminders and likes all this routine put god inside it put god in your morning routine like after you've washed your face go pray or as soon as you wake up pray you know like those kind of things Mm. there are easy very very easy ways and I'm still learning every day I'm not perfect so days I forget Mm. um but yeah that's just advice that I'd give um what have you guys learned about yourself on this journey um we always um (laughs) it's a big question it is is. I think I was thinking about it actually um a few minutes ago I think I've learned that this is kind of in a negative way that I compare myself a lot like in terms of spiritual oh, so journeys sad. and like seeing whose spiritual journey, like who's better than who, not who's mm. better than who, but like, who, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like who's doing who really well better. that I need to like go towards and stuff. And like, sometimes it's motivating cause it's like, okay, I, I know I want to get to kind of like their level, but then also we all have separate relationships with God and our relationship with God is all going to look different kind of thing. So I think I've learned that. Yeah. I definitely compare myself a lot and it's, uh, it's still a thing that I need to improve on. Um, but yeah, I think that's what I've learned. Um, for me, I've learned two things which are like mirrors of each other. Um, I'm a lot better at some things that I initially thought, and I'm a lot worse at some things that I initially thought. Mm. So like, I'm trying to think, I don't know. There are some things that I was just like, yeah, 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 I've got this, I've got this, I've got this, and then a situation will come about, and God will be like, so let's let's revise that it's not a thing of like you're bad but it's just to keep me in check and it's not to say that I'm arrogant but there are some things that God has to 
point out to you that you won't ever know and that only God can point out to you because only he true, knows true. Um, and then another thing like I'm a lot better at some things you guys will know that I've had a lot of like confidence and self-esteem issues and just like not seeing myself as what I should be and like because of that like quarantine has been a really good time for me to realize some of my skills and even like bring them back to like like my photo editing um even just practicing like singing and stuff like that I've been a little bit more intentional about that like about trying to build my range and you know you know when you just realize like there are so many things you want to do in your life and there's not time to do them all and master them all I'm guessing to that point because I'm like oh my goodness like you can actually do a lot why are Mm. you not doing loads so yeah God has just kind of like been reminding me of those things like you are very talented and you need to realize that and not put yourself down oh that's Um, good yeah I think for me, what I've learned is to be more disciplined. I mm. used to procrastinate a lot. Like it wasn't just with God, it was with a lot of things like my work, just so many things I'll put off. I'll be like, yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do this tomorrow. I'll do that tomorrow. I feel like with lockdown, because it was literally just myself here, basically, obviously my parents, but you know, when you're just sat alone and you, you kind of have your thoughts yeah, as well, yeah. they play such a big thing. And I'm one person that I'm so in like in my thoughts and it, sometimes it could be a good thing, but sometimes it can be very bad because you like, you're just so insecure, things like that. Mm. And I think one thing that I've really realized is that God would never, ever like leave me. Like that God never, ever leaves us. It doesn't matter. Cause I used to always as well, like Chizzy, and still, it still creeps in, I'm not going to lie. Like, but mm. I always compare myself to other people, not just spiritually with everything. Like, mm. it just, I always do it. But I think now, like, I'm as I'm building my relationship with God, I'm realizing that we're all fine and we're all, I guess, perfect in our own rights. Like, yeah. no one is, mm. no one is better than anyone else. So, yeah, I'm starting to, I guess, become more secure in my journey Okay, the next question was, what has been the hardest part of our journeys with Christ? Um, I think for me, I don't, okay, not anymore, but I would say looking back, what was, what was the hardest thing was um, stop trying to be like the world. <laughs> I think that was my hardest mm-hmm. thing. I think it was like trying to making, like, I don't know, to stop like trying to impress people that weren't Christian almost and try and say like, oh yeah, like I know stuff about the world too and things like that. And, like mm. I'm not like a Christian like that. You don't need to act this kind of way around me, that kind of stuff. I think I, I didn't want to be, obviously like I, I didn't mind if people knew if I was Christian, but I didn't want to be seen as that like proper strict Christian that you can't do things around and stuff. So I would like kind of almost water down my faith. Um, and it was really hard for me to be like, okay, Uchizi, this is like your identity now and you need to like kind of, I don't know, be more bold and be more courageous. Mm. And, you know, I think the verse that used to trigger me as well when it's like, if you deny me on earth, I'll deny you in heaven. I was like, oh, oh no. Gosh. Wow, I won't do that. So I think, yeah, and just like <laughs> letting go of like wanting to have like that kind of worldly experience and actually enjoy. But now that I've kind of got through that hump, it's like it doesn't, you know, even starting this podcast, if you had told me even like a year ago that you're going oh to be talking gosh, to people about like your faith, I'd be like, what? As in... <laughs> yeah. What? Crazy. So yeah, I think that's mine. Yeah. For me, I think it's staying consistent. So basically what we even just discussed, I always have days where I'm like, oh, like, I just feel like I'm not as consistent as I could be yeah. in my journey. Um, or maybe yeah back to the motivation thing I feel like lack of motivation is so real 
Um, I feel like also comparing myself to feeling as though maybe that I'm not as I guess not as worthy mm. being a Christian because I don't know as much rather than just seeing it as a way of you know just like learning more and he's not mm. God is never judging me but yeah I think it's just learning to realize that God will never judge me mm. that was that was and still is the hardest part of my journey because I'm like how how is it possible when we are in a world where literally everyone would have died you wear the wrong shade as we were like yeah literally yeah, hi yeah. No, can't wear my feelers in peace. So rude. Yeah, sorry, you can't. <laughs> no, for <laughs> real. Oh. I'm joking. I'm joking. Knock on the no, She's just joking. No fear. Yeah, you but can yeah. wear your feelers. No, no fear. <laughs> no fear. It's just a joke. But yeah, literally, I think just real learning to realize that God will never ever judge me is something that I still struggle to get my head around. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, for me. It's just been resisting temptation. And I know we've done an episode on it. And I know it's a very general answer, but it could be laziness. It could be this. It could be that. It's literally just like my flesh is always at war with my spirit. Mm-hmm. Because my, it's not like my spirit is not there telling it like, um, sis. And my flesh is like, because the flesh is basically the one in control. So she's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she's living her best life. And the spirit is like, but sis and I know this is so it's bad. like this no you know yeah the, 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 angel the angel on yeah. the yeah yeah it's so funny just to think about it but I'm just like there's something I can hear that little voice inside of me that God's like hi and I'm just like okay but this one is more fun and I need to just stop living my life for enjoyment in general and life is not just about enjoyment like there are there's parts of life are meant to be hard and that's just the reality of it mm. um and it so, could also yeah. be like just finding enjoyment in the other things as well 100 100 it doesn't mean that the other stuff doesn't have to be fun and enjoyable yeah but yeah like i just uh, i just want it to be that god's voice is always louder or that i'm at such a level with god or the spirit is so strong and built inside me that like there are certain things I don't even want to do. Mm. It will be like that, though. In Jesus' name, it will. In plain sure. It will. In plain Amen. 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 But yeah, it's just... <laughs> it's just, yeah, I'm trying to get to that point. And some verses that have helped me with laziness is like, God says, like, everything that you do, everything that your hands touch, or like, yeah, let it be for the glory of God. So I'm like, okay, God is instructing me in everything you do. This is why when people try and say, oh some stuff is spiritual some stuff is not everything is to do with god everything is spiritual Mm. so i just want to get to a point where i'm like okay before i do something it doesn't have to mean like oh it's god gonna be happy with me it's just like am i doing what i'm doing to my best ability Mm. and even then that will come is what i'm doing glorifying god that one will Mm. that one is just a natural you'll know when you're not glorifying god yeah but now like to what degree am i doing it because whatever god has set before me he said it before me for a reason i'm not meant to do it anyhow or do it to 50% level mm. or 70% level so yeah wow that's good I, like I didn't that. even think of temptation that is a hard part for me as well huh mm. Ooh, <laughs> so um the next question is what was your first spiritual experience with Jesus like basically when you first encountered the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. big uh, question I feel like um I think that 
in the I think in the same year actually in the first year I think both me and Chantel both like learned like speaking in tongues and stuff which is so mad I think my literally I think my um experience was basically I think I had come back from a bible study okay even the whole speaking in tongues thing I I feel like this was my first time because before I don't know you know when you just feel I don't know I just felt like I was just mumbling (laughs) I just thought (laughs) because this time it was different like this time I was like okay no I was actually speaking in tongues anyway came back from bible study and I remember my friend was kind of like going through something and I was literally just praying to pray for her and then as I was praying yeah I was like feeling something and then I remember I was just crying like I think what you were saying before in your testimony I was just crying but it wasn't like I was sad it was like it was like I was so passionate about this girl that I was crying so much, but it was in a supernatural yeah. way. And then suddenly I started speaking in tongues and it was almost in a grieving way. Like, you know, when it says like the Holy Spirit grieves on your behalf, it was kind of like oh, I was grieving. Yeah. It was honestly the maddest thing. I don't even know if I've already told you this, guys. But um, yeah, no. I think that was my first actual like spiritual experience. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I even forgot wow. about the experience that I had of speaking in tongues oh yeah. my God. really strange but nice experience mm. um my first experience that I remember I really don't think this was my first proper proper experience but the one that I remember was at Young Lions mm-hmm. and this was a leadership program that I had with my old church um London Riverside Church shout out to them because that was an amazing amazing experience um and they were basically like okay if you can speak in tongues go to this side of the room. If you can't speak in tongues, go to this side. Well, well, let's just expose. And it was calm because like, I think it wasn't, it wasn't like the whole group that they brought there. Like there were different workshops for different ages. So this was the people like in my age group. And my dad had always been speaking in tongues. Like I'll be wait, I'll wake up. I hear my dad downstairs praying in tongues. I'm like, wow. We even be in the car to be speaking about it. I'm like, wow, that's I want to do that too. And obviously, you know, please, I'm not working it. I'm not working it. God knows I'm not working it. It's a very <laughs> no, we know, thing. we know. It's but cool. obviously, I'll just be hearing them and I'm like, to me, it was like, I was like, so what form of Yoruba is this? Because that's I'm the way so I was sick. hearing oh it. I was like, my God. Mm. Obviously, it's not. Obviously, it's not. So yeah, they had us on different sides of the room. And they were basically like, yeah, speak it. And I was just like, there's no way I'm speaking this thing today. Not that I didn't want to. Oh my goodness, the way I wanted to speak in tongues. But I was just like, there is no way. There is just no way that this is happening today. And like the guy that was leading us, literally that was with his hand on my friend, he was like, speak it, like just speak it. And I was trying and it was like, you know, when you're stuttering, but it wasn't even a kind of stutter where you're still speaking English, like the words were trying to get out. Mm. And then it just happened. And I was in tears and I was like, what? Like, what kind of madness is that? I was like, this is crazy, like me? And it was just like, I was just like, no, like God, like what? And ever since then, like, I've been able to do it. And it's been mad because I can do it on command. And that's not a kind of thing where like, it just comes. It's It's not even an like an attainment level thing. Because one really important thing I was reading today, just as a very small side note, not today, sorry, um, Tuesday and our, like bible study Mm. we were reading that the bible says speaking in tongues is really like it should be interpreted Mm. that's one which was very interesting i didn't really know that like there's no point in just speaking it out you should have an interpreter there while you're there and we should all long for and pray for the gift of being able to interpret Mm. and i was like okay this is very like it was in corinthians 1 corinthians 17 i think yeah um 
her paws talking about it. And I was like, wow. But yeah, this just whole speaking in tongues is where I was like, oh my goodness. Like, wow. this is amazing. This is crazy. Yeah. And like, ever since my dad has always reminded me, he's like, speak in tongues regularly, speak in tongues regularly. Um, and yeah, now it's just, this is just making me think I need to do it more because there's actually no excuse. Like, I, I can, I really can yeah, just do yeah. it. And there are people that literally like, it takes them forever. And I think some people, it's like, it's, a, it's definitely a gift that is given from God because some people like they don't have the talent of speaking tongues but what you said you have an interpreter that can interpret mm. and I think in that same passage there are different gifts that God gives mm. that I can't remember but it's like yeah they're speaking in tongues interpreting of tongues and there are other gifts There's that you may be receiving all of these exactly things. so it's not every single gift that you'll get and if you don't if you can't speak in tongues like please don't think that you're not at some spiritual level it's in it's definitely just a gift that you're given that, you know, we we did not earn it in any way. He just gave it to us. And I think, yeah, just spending more time in the Holy Spirit. And honestly, you know, it literally, it just happens kind of thing. It's not even like you can predict it, but yeah, that's good, man. Um, So in terms of like, we've been speaking about our journeys and stuff. Is there any kind of like shows, books, sermons, preachers, like anything that you think could help, you know, other people out? Oh, okay. Um, I've the ones that I have are basically like they're very bait ones. It's nothing niche or special. Yeah, mm, that's fine. Um, but um, some of the preachers that have helped me have been Mac Todd. Obviously, like there's a reason why he's well known. He mm. he really like his words are very very you know they penetrate. They really mean something. Um, and Jackie Hill Perry as well, just Jeez. amazing. Aww. Just as a, as a black woman as well, like they're yeah Jackie Hill Perry. I I mm-hmm. I can't even. Ciao. she's good books that have helped me out um there's this book called <clears throat> i think it's called seven habits of a successful teenager by sean covey and it basically Ooh. like helps you with discipline and sets you up and i need to go and read it again because it's somewhere in my bookshelf and it will just help you get your life on track but it's from like it includes god as well so it's like it's like a self-help book but with god and that really i love that and it's very concise and it has a workbook for you to follow along as well so it literally has like practical applications for you for like you to apply to your life Mm. read it a very long time ago but i'd recommend it to um anyone obviously it would help young adults and teens more but yeah um and any shows or stuff i love watching the bible project videos oh they're really just yeah i like stuff with informatics i'm not very like big on sitting down and watching big hefty videos so if you like stuff like wisecrack or film theory um i'd suggest watching the bible project they do um sorry project not product um they do like videos on um elohim like cherubim seraphim demons angels they do um like concise versions of different books in the bible like the book of job book of proverbs and they have bible plans as well that you can follow in the bible app so um mm. yeah Ooh, i might um yeah bible we love to yeah. see and especially in terms of like bible study as well they're really good when it's like okay we're doing bible study on romans you can just have a quick overview Literally. video yeah definitely yeah. um my things that i would recommend you know i was just thinking we should probably do a post on it um about like list yes. it out yes because mm-hmm. like loads are just coming in my head now um i think the main ser- okay this is like a sermon, but the one that I would say, because I think it was relating to what I was saying for my testimony, is Mike Todd again, and it's called Grace Like a Flood. Just that whole series, particularly the okay. first one, that whole series. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. So I think that um, preachers, 
would say, yeah, like um, Jackie Perry Hill and all the stuff that she said as well. I think a book, I haven't actually read it, but I've heard that it's really good. It's called like The Secrets of the Secret Place. Um, oh, I've yeah. heard of it. Yeah, I think Nia Cerise is one of the influencers that actually recommended that book. So apparently that's really good. Um, shows, I would say, okay, this is a bit like, you know, <laughs> but there's a show that I was surprised. It's called Superbook. It's for kids. Okay, yeah, whatever. But it's really good for explaining like different Bible stories. So I'd actually mm. recommend it. I watched it with my little sister and there was literally stuff like, I found out that um, Elijah and Elisha split a, um, the river before, like split a seat. But it's like, I've ne- literally... Oh, wow. Yeah, that's not I as never, well known as... Yeah, me. it's not well known. And I like knew about it. I was like, oh, whoa. So yeah, if you want like a recap, but in like a kid explanation, <laughs> I'd recommend that. And yeah, anything that I've forgotten will be on the list. But yeah. Um, oh, for me, it's... Um, I would definitely recommend Elevation Church videos. I really love like Stephen... Oh, what's his name? Stephen. I love his videos. I love Sarah Jakes Roberts. They always have such relatable videos. I think literally if you feel like, oh, you just can't... You need someone that you can relate to or you need something that is helping you in a specific part of your life, like something to help you in a specific part of your life. They're definitely great videos to watch. Mm. Um, I love Nia Cerise's um, posts as well on Instagram. Mm. Isabella Grace. I don't really watch shows, but I guess following um, different Instagram accounts as well, like Girls Got Faith. That's um, the one I was going to say. I think it's run by Governor B's wife or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. There's so many others as well. I've kind of lost count of them about that I follow. Yeah. But no, like they're so good, mm-hmm. especially when you just like wake up in the morning. Um, sometimes the f- you don't want to see things like that's the thing you want to see things about yeah. Christ. Those yeah, are the things you want to exactly. see. Not the gospel pages. So, you know yeah yeah that's not to add anybody please i'm so sorry it's not to add anybody it's just that you want to edify yourself um yeah so yeah a final recommendation that i forgot when i was younger i read a book called battlefield of the mind for kids mm. by joyce mayer which was a very good book they have an adults version as well yeah, so yeah that's good um, i've also I definitely recommend that oh sorry and i, f- I remembered another one um if you're yeah. like me and you like marvel comics and all of that um, not even just Marvel, but DC. There's a version of the Bible called the Action Bible. And I think it was actually written by one of the Marvel artists. And wow. it's amazing. So if that's the way, like, obviously you still need to read and study the word and understand it because that's only a snapshot. But if you like that kind of stuff, get the Action Bible. Mm, yeah. I was just going to say this is the last, last thing. There's mm-hmm. that blog called our god-given mission and they do like blog posts about like loads of loads of topics so if you're okay. a blogger type of person that's good and also we forgot to mention podcasts um <laughs> oh yeah oh, yeah um, oh my god what is it preach it sis bible space and banter banter mm-hmm. i love them um that jollof and jesus or jesus and jollof i'm yeah gonna, i want to listen to that. but yeah it'll all be listed but yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Oh, what's the other one? What's the other one? The let other God, let God podcast. Let God oh podcast. my gosh! Yes, we love you. Big big shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Massive shout out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we wanted to end today's episode, obviously, how we always end it. Oh, it's the end of the season. I know. Just, oh, no, I'm I getting realised that. Sorry. We'll be back soon. But yeah, this is our final today's truth for this season. Wow. And it's from Philippians 1 verse 6. And it is being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just think that it's such a good um, 
scripture that relates so much to this entire episode yeah. just to never like forget a that kind of thing. literally that he's never done with us really like mm. we're still Period. we're still being created we're still being built mm. and we're not perfect guys yeah no one is perfect and how he literally said it will carry on like our testimonies are still gonna carry on like this yeah we're gonna have it. more of them guys so Definitely. just be ready for them yeah even doing this podcast is part of the testimony literally literally if you wow. told us that we were going to do this we'd have said uh, you're no. joking yeah. but oh, guys we've come to the end of our season oh, um, we, honestly I hope that you've enjoyed yeah we really yeah. did we, uh, we will actually even t- say a testimony of how we even started this because um, the amount of stuff that's, that we have to go for through. another day yeah. <laughs> that is for another day because... season 2 distinct yeah, yeah. Know what I mean <laughs> But yeah, yeah but no, no, we've got some amazing stuff in store for you for season two. Obviously, we've got to keep a bit shush about that. But yeah, maybe some features to... here and there, maybe some collabs. Oh, oh. Anyway. <laughs> in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, yeah, definitely. No, oh, thank you guys so much. Honestly, we really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Thank you guys. We love you guys. We bless you all. And we will catch you in season two. Bye, guys.